Hello and welcome back to the Perth Paisley podcast, episode number 116. This past weekend, Hearts went 10 in a row unbeaten, but we all know that the game wasn't exactly much to talk about. So this could be an interesting episode. So you're as ever joined by me, Daniel McIver, and I am joined by Adam Kennedy. Adam, how are you doing? Uh, I'm alright mate, I'm alright I can't really be arsed talking about that weekend performance <laughs> If I'm being totally honest That was oh, comfortably one of the worst games of football I've ever watched um, Yeah, Sky, Sky did really well in choosing their, uh, their fixtures this weekend, didn't they? Every single time we're always like Come on, get more games on TV And they always choose our games that are Rubbish. Never the five nils or the three nils, the nil nils. I was just thinking like FA Cup weekend down south for <laughs> we're wanting to kinda show English viewers that this is what you could be watching when it comes to Scottish football and they'll have taken one look at Hearts Livingston and gone, nah, you're alright. Yeah, exactly. Well, before we get to Hearts Livingston, as ever, we have to go around the grounds. And there was one game that mainly stuck out from this weekend. <laughs> I'll get to that one last as all the other games were St Mirren continuing to compound Motherwell's despair as they won 1-0 at home, continuing their amazing home record, which is just ridiculous. Ross County got an absolutely massive win as they beat Kilmarnock 3-0, a very comfortable win there. Rangers beat St Johnston, great, fun times. And then <laughs> El Sacchio came in and it fucking was as Hibs put six past then Jim Goodwin's Aberdeen 19 minutes later Jim Goodwin was sacked had to climb over a board with a cat's face on it and Dave Cormack ended up crying on sports sound <laughs> and then to compound the rest of the weekend Celtic won 2-0 against Dundee United great times what did you make of the games? Oh, that was so aptly put do you, do you fancy replacing Kenny McIntyre on sports sound? yeah just I'll come up with a summary every week yeah. um what did I make of the other games? Uh, an absolutely massive win for Ross County that you rightly alluded to. Did not see that coming. And yeah. we're talking about, or you mentioned St Mirren's strong home record. Kelly's away record is appalling. I think they've picked up two points all season away from home so. in the league. Yeah. That is a disgrace. Uh, but big win for Malky Mackay's men. Hopefully they've got another, as we record, hosting Hibernian. Um, yeah, Eamon Brophy bagging against his former club on his debut. Yeah quite a laugh um, elsewhere let's, yeah Rangers St Johnston to be expected of course they're going to win right before they play us midweek always going to happen um, what was the other Saturday game I've just <laughs> oh St Mirren Motherwell Curtis Main another scored against his former club Motherwell yeah. again like the fact that Motherwell were the only team to win in Paisley astounds me given They've just nosedived. I mean, Hamelball yep. has come to a total stoppage, isn't it? Really? Hamelball's dead. Hamelball is dead in the water. Um, and Motherwell's squad is just thinning out like you would not believe. Uh, but let's let's just skip past that trio because it is all about Hibs <laughs> Aberdeen at Easter Road. Can, can I ask you something? Obviously, we recorded the night of Aberdeen Darwell, didn't we? The Monday night. Yeah, yeah. What did you make of the statement with regards to Aberdeen saying that they were keeping Jim Goodwin on, albeit until the weekend, essentially? It just did, it does no one any favours. I don't get at it at all. all. Like, I get that, justifiably, Aberdeen fans were absolutely furious and wanted Goodwin out. 
and they had clearly made the decision right we're not going to sack him but you can't really stay silent because fans were getting more annoyed at the lack of anything but I think in retrospect Aberdeen fans wish there had been nothing because that statement doesn't appease the fan base because they wanted him gone no it doesn't do Jim Goodwin any favours because it's going yep we know he's rubbish if he does basically if he didn't win at the weekend the way way that it was worded it basically said lose at Easter Road and he'll be sacked which then makes me think the players that have downed tools previously (laughs) why on earth would they want to go out and perform oh wait no don't say that Johnny Hayes got very angry at that suggestion today that they had downed tools and thrown good on the bus but are you even though they had Uh, of course they had of course (laughs) they had Stevie Wonder could see that like I just I I didn't get that statement at all Um, it's far worse a defeat than Brora and we were raging at Mm -hmm. you know the lack of clarity from Brora I mean we can play back the tapes if we want don't really want to but um, it's it's there for all to see Uh, I just just odd really odd like I don't even know where Aberdeen are going to go from here in terms of an appointment the fact that they are I don't know. It feels like the 80s. Aberdeen are like the talk of the country in a footballing sense, but not for the right reasons, which is yeah. which makes it really funny. Um, I don't know. I like. There's a part of me that wants Neil Lennon to get that job. But that would be the bet. That would be so funny. But I, but I can't see it happening. I, no. I, I think Aberdeen, like for, for all Dave Cormack's faults, and there are plenty, I don't think you want to give Neil Lennon that dough to spend. No. Jack Ross, I, I don't think they'll appoint because they've just mm. like a Dundee United manager then become an Aberdeen manager just doesn't sit well. Who else? There was talk of Tam Courts. Can't see that either. No. And Chris was, Wilder's put his name in. Chris Wilder would be a great appointment. I really think I don't think it Chris would. Wilder. I don't Do you think not? it would. I think it would be good in the short term, but long term I don't think it would work out. Interesting. What so immediately that? I think you immediately I think he would fix stuff. So like but, Sean Dyche at Everton? Yeah, maybe. That is actually maybe a good comparison. Um, although I would say Sean Dyche is a better appointment at Everton than Chris Wilder would, would be at Aberdeen, Aberdeen in the long term. Um, they are a mess defensively, can I just say. Seeing that, see yeah. the highlights. Kevin Nisbet's goal. All six goals are preventable. Oh All six goals are preventable. Oh my God, mate. But that one in particular, like, yeah. he's on halfway. Do you know, I was talking to somebody about this. It's like... You know when you watch a football film and it's so obviously scripted to like <laughs> slow everything down so that they can bag the winner? That's what it looked like. Like the time that he's got from initially receiving the pass to then it's like he's traipsing through sand. By the time he arrives yeah. at the box, he's probably thought about where on earth he's gonna bury it. Finishes it well, but yeah, all the time in the world. Um and Will Fish getting in on the act to that of great header, but again, nobody picking him up. I'm just like, no. You can't honestly tell me that that is a squad player for the manager. Not a hope in hell's chance. Additionally, I don't understand... Well, I do understand, but I don't agree at all with this weird narrative that came out on Sports Sound that it's the foreign player's fault. Can we talk about that? How many yes. foreign players have Aberdeen got? Ramadani, Duke, Miofsky. That's about it. Two of them have been and, two of the best players. And Roos, the, keep, the keeper, who's out injured. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Like, I, couldn't no be- I couldn't believe that. And Sports Sound again, John Hughes, Ross McCrory, oh and Graham Shinney would get into the Hearts team. 
Either B team. Ross McCrory and Graham Shinney would get into the Hartstead. On what basis? Mental. There's a reason why he got sacked by the Pars and hasn't been seen it. Like, or his last two management jobs have been shocking. Yeah. Um, and then Celtic, I, I think United are just pleased that it wasn't another nine. To be honest, I can't yeah, really basically. can't really say much else about that game. I'm trying to drag this out because I really don't want to talk about. Right, well we are. We're talking oh, about this, it. This is dire, man. Like that, that was so bad. I literally. I just... uh, sorry. I picked up a stomach bug on the Saturday and Sunday, and that was better than watching that 90 minutes. It really right. was. Well, hearts travelled to the Tony Macaroni, or whatever the fuck it's called now, the stadium with 83 names. And well, the Tony Macaroni's right. I've, yeah. Again, hearts travelled, but I certainly didn't. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> I not, No chance. Not at all. And initially... We realised it was going to be an interesting day when the team came out. Because <laughs> oh, we certainly did. Robbie Nielsen, in almost every situation, had to make five changes as Stephen Kingsley, Nathaniel Atkinson, Arestis Kiyomotsuzoglu, Yutaro Oda, and somebody else. No, uh, it's Humphreys. Four. And Humphreys all came in. Uh, they replaced James Hill, uh, Robert Snodgrass. Josh Janelli, Michael Smith, and somebody else that I can't find. Somebody. Uh, Barry Mackay. Barry Mackay! There we go. <laughs> it doesn't tell me on the list, so I'm having to just remember who it was in the last game. Welcome to my world. This is brutal. Yeah, exactly. Exact same formation. Sticking with the 3 4 3 3, whatever you want to call it. Now, a lot of people reacted in quite a negative way to the team news. It's not like us. Out. But then, immediately, Nielsen explained that he didn't want to risk Snodgrass and Smith on that pitch. Totally understandably. Understandable. Smith Smith especially has picked up an injury and we'll get to it, but probably isn't going to be available for the game that is tonight as this is being released. Um, there's also been a bug going around the squad which explained um, other omissions and then James Hill had his concussion protocol which meant that he had to be missing as well. So... He had to ring in the changes, but I don't think Robbie wanted to ring in many of the changes. But the big talking point was this was Oda's first start. His first start in football generally since the 7th of November. Never mind wild. just start for hearts. What did you make of the team when you saw it both before you had that context and after you had the context? Before I had that context, I was thinking, why in God's green earth has he just made five changes what, like, you know me, I'm not a fan of changing a winning team whatsoever. Yeah. So when I see those amount of changes up against the Livingston team who I've got plenty of admiration for, David Martindale, I think they're on a fantastic unbeaten run, that park, tough place to go, rare, rare, rare. I could chuck out all the cliches, whatever. That that didn't bode well. I, I was not feeling too optimistic, let's just say, as soon as I saw all those changes. Plus the fact we also hadn't beaten Livingston this season. We were lucky against them at Tynecastle, as far as I'm concerned, with the Josh Janelli late equaliser, and obviously lost one 0 through there uh, with the Montagno goal earlier on in the season. So when I had, um, when I'd seen the team, when everything been kind of put in front of me, I, I wasn't, I wasn't filled with optimism, McIver. I've got to be honest. Um, just because, again, like I, like I say, I'm full of credit for our opponents. And I just think five, like one or two changes, okay. Again, if they're enforced, can't be helped. But five's a lot. 
Yeah. And definitely. that that had me worried. Well, if any of you watch this game, you'll know what this analysis is going to be like. Uh, the highlights package is just over six minutes on Hearts TV, and I have seven highlights here: three in the first half, three in the second. So I'm going to slightly change it up a bit. Jesus! Instead of asking about each individual highlight, I'm going to ask you about each half. I'll explain the the highlights that right. were present in each half, and then go, "What did you make of the whole thing?" So, the first half, the three chances were Cochrane had actually a really good corner, swung at the box in the 18th minute that is met by Shankland, but he heads over. Then we jump from the 18th to the 44th minute. The ball is played across the hard box, which ends up at Stephen Kelly's feet, who sends a tame effort towards Clark. And then the highlight of the half, uh, Keogh does very well after picking up the ball, drives forward, plays a great ball to Humphreys, who then finds a pretty good ball to Shankland, who swings it in kind of down the throat of the keeper, but so much so that he can't commit. Oda, Humphreys, and te- technically Keogh at the back stick all rush in. Oda kind of makes contact with it, but not properly, and it spins out for a goal kick. Who cares really about the first two? It's that final moment was the talking point of the half. That was the talking point of the half because there was absolutely jack that happened elsewhere. Yeah. That was... Oh, pitiful <laughs> it really was absolute dross uh, I, I, mate honestly like, what, what do you want me to say that was I so want you, bad I want you to answer this question uh-huh. what did you make or how have you felt the reaction to Oda's debut went probably as I expected it to that everybody writes them off so quickly. I think, look, if you're talking to me about the half on the whole, let's let's strip it back, you know, highlight by highlight here. This could take a while. Um, the Lauren Shankland header from the Cochrane corner. Shankland should do better, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because I rate him that highly. And that was Alex Cochrane's only decent delivery of the day because the rest of them were terrible. Uh, the Stephen Kelly effort, Comfortable save for Clark. I'd expect Joe Pereira to save that. Um, and that's pushing it. Well, well that, that's how poor the effort was. Uh, so <laughs> the fact this considered a highlight. Um, and uh, the Oda chance is just a sitter. It really is. It just it's craving any form of contact, any form of decent, solid contact, and it's in because he's what five yards out, less yeah. than. Um. He, He's the one that's mainly culpable, although I think Humphreys is ghosting in behind him, isn't he? Kiermaer Soglu's there. He's, but he's, the, he's he, in the box. He's yeah. in the vicinity, but he's not really there, is he? So, just just really quite shite. Very much so. Like, I feel I, bad I, I, for him, though. Oh, of course. I, I feel for Oda, because so many people... Listen, but this, I'll the, be but this is This is the number one thing with Hearts fans, MacIver. Like, we are, yeah. we are the world's worst for doing this. Like, the geezer's flown over from Japan. I can't imagine he speaks a word of English. I'm just assuming here. I don't know. His English might be shit hot. But the fact that... You know what the stereotypes around the Scots is, that we don't speak the best English anyway because we're tricky <laughs> to understand. So you've got that. You've got the language barrier. You've got the accent barrier. You've got the fact he's not started or kicked the ball, as you say, since, what, the 7th of November. He had a couple touches on his Tynecastle debut in a game where it was easy to look good because we're 5-0 up. 
So this is his first real test. He's on the plastic park. He's thinking, what the hell is this home support? There can't be 5,000 Hearts fans follow the team every single week. Like, if I was him, I'd be thinking, what on earth have I signed for here? Going up against two absolute unit centre-halves as well. Jack Fitzwater and Morgan Boyce like a couple of NBA players. Like, what is this? Is a David Martindale on the touchline screaming his lungs out? Like, that is just the epitome of a culture shock for this young man. It was never the game for him. I, of course I, it was. But this is the annoyance that I've got because it was the exact same for Stephen Humphreys. He made yeah. his debut on this turf in this very fixture. We got beat. He wasn't great. And everybody was so quick to just go, that, like, what you could see why he's Wiggins' fourth, fifth choice striker. Who signed this guy? He's utter gash. We could have brought in a better free agent. Rare, 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 rare. As we're so quick to do, so quick to write off the team. Whereas sometimes we just have to peel it back and say, do you know what? We'll give them five to ten games. Assess how they are after that. You know, Stephen Humphreys, the fan base today, we're looking at it on deadline day going, oh, that's great that he's here till the end of the season. Make sure you sign the contract to stay on a permanent basis. Every single reply is, sign the contract, big boy. Oh, is this you staying for good, big man? And yet, <laughs> these were probably the same <laughs> jokers that were writing him off after his first game. Fully Honest agreed. Fully agreed. I'm not given any form of cri- like even analysis on the sorry, first that half. It's sorry like, that I went nuts. It's fully just. It's, it's fully it, justified. Honestly, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. Absolutely. Well, interestingly, at halftime, Oda swapped for someone else who is kind of still getting the grips. And in with fairness, the game. Robbie was right to haul him off after 45, 50 minutes. Yeah. Bed them in easily. Had he scored Absolutely. and then we'd been taken off. You know, you'd probably be lambasting the gaffer saying, oh, why the hell have you done that? But now it looks good because obviously he's missed that chance and he's given somebody else a go. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I'll do, there's three, four chances. I'll summarise them all <laughs> and then kind of ask for your thoughts on them. This was a much better half, though. We're definitely the yeah, it was. in the second half. And a lot of that was the substitution of taking order off and bringing on Garan Kuyol. And immediately, it should be 1-0 again. Grant wins the ball, uh, who came on for Devlin, by the way, who Devlin is also a potential miss for tonight, as people are listening to this, with his hamstring. So I actually felt that affected us. I felt Devlin was probably our best player up until that point. That's funny, because I see various people praising George Grant's performance. You know me, I'm not not sold on the guy. I'll I'll say that. I'm not George Grant's biggest fan. I think he's still got a lot to prove. Uh, but I see a lot of folk praising his performance. I mean, in fairness, when I watched I the highlights really back, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the ball that he sends through for the chance that you're about to talk about is yeah sublime. Um, but again, folk will probably look at the dive later on. That oh, it's just like, why are you doing that? That was I, that was have conveniently you seen the missed Sorry. out. Have you seen the Livingston TikTok? I have. I have. That yeah. is that is top tier pattern. I have to say they are they 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 are the kings of Scottish football TikTok. I have to say, Livy, Livy are good. But yeah, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sold still. Um, he's got a lot to prove. But this was this was probably one of his better games. I thought Grant came on, did really well, and he wins the ball here, plays Humphreys in on the counter. He does what he should have done against St Mirren and poison Kuehl perfectly, who, after two attempts, can't find the back of the net as he hits them both right at Shamal George. 
Then Humphreys hits an effort inside the box, which is easily claimed. And then there's kind of the other big moment, but for Livingston, he then just sends it from his hands. Ball bounces. Stephen Bradley, who has so far come into Livingston and done really, really well. He looked a player in this game. Chips Clark, who's kind of in no man's land. And Kai Rolls manages to make a goal line clearance that is inch perfect. It's absolutely fantastic. Keeps it a nil-nil. The other two are just kind of, Humphreys has a chance from the edge of the box, <laughs> saved by George, and Morgan Boys hits a shot that Clark <laughs> does well to follow away. And that was all that she wrote. That was it. But an hour and a half from my sick bed that I'll never get back. What yeah. a total waste of time. Uh, yeah, it's a good laugh, isn't it? The two moments are Garang's miss and then Rolls' clearance. I want to get your thoughts on Garang's double miss who by the way I will say this I don't know if you saw it but he then immediately spoke to Sky Sports after it I can't remember who it is interviewing them I do apologise but they kind of try and fair point them give him an out being like you're only on the park for two minutes do you think you just want to get settled and he immediately went nope I should be scoring that it's unacceptable for me I'll do better next time great attitude to have for such a young guy as well Was, was just about to say the exact same thing that to me just screams an older head on young shoulders. He's obviously well aware of the hype surrounding him, the reputation that's perhaps unfairly been put on him that he is this supposed wonder kid, you know, mm-hmm. one for the future, all that jazz. He has obviously secured his move to, you know, a soon-to-be Premier League giant that you'll be obviously very happy to hear. And uh, currently winning one 0 already in oh, the semi-final. Who scored? Please tell me it's Callum Wilson. <laughs> No, it's Longstaff. This is how this game's going. <laughs> Fucking Sean Longstaff is scoring goals. God, Wilson first of oh. No matter. Um, <laughs> on to the next one. Uh, but he's obviously well aware that he needs to go out, get games. He's got compatriots of plenty of hearts. He's chosen hearts to, I don't know, beef up a little bit, sort of get used to British football and what have you. Um and obviously wants to go right to the very top. So that's that's the mentality that, he, that he's got to have and, and fair play because, what was he, 18? And he's yeah. come out and said that openly. That's That takes some uh, some cojones, some ghoulies, young man. So, so fair play to you. And then, speaking about his compatriot, how good is that clearance from Rolls? Because if he, because he takes it on the volley and if he mistimes that by an a centimetre he's going into the back of the net with the ball and looks an absolute idiot when he could have just stopped and done it but he's got that confidence and just genuinely he's just that good that he's like I can do this five year deal I know we are going to make an absolute mint honestly we we are going to get what Hibs thought they should get for Ryan Porteous Harry Suters just went for 15 million if we play it correctly I know see Dundee United are Supposedly scooping up two, three million for their yeah. sell on. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um yeah. Kyros, what wow. I mean just he's played it over old Cup McIver. I know. And what what just, did they reach? They're around the sixteen. Like Yeah, they got just, knocked out by Argentina. Yeah, the eventual winners. Just, just Yeah. He's just it's just really good, isn't he? Like really yes. good. Um I will say ten this, million minimum. Yes. That is the game and listen. It was a disappointing one, but we said last week we'd take a point. Yeah. And it wasn't, I it wasn't a one point, of those games. But I thought it'd be a score draw. I thought it'd be a much more entertaining yeah. contest. The game let us down. The results not really let down. Is that what you were going to say? 
Yeah, and a lot of people... You can have games that are shit in the sense of Livy were peppering us constantly and we're like, this is a shit performance, what are we doing? When actually, it was a shit game of football. Like, neither yeah, team no, no. did well. I think a draw like, was, was a fair result, given, yeah. it, given it was it was two teams flinging shite at each other primarily. Um, my, my only concern is kind of the table, because I, I've got to be honest, I, I thought that third was, was as good as done. I, I really did. But now looking at it, I mean... We're seven points clear of Livingston, albeit they've got a game in hand, could potentially cut that to four. Hopefully Ross County do a number on Hibs as we record, it's still nil-nil. But Hibs are now eight points, well sorry, nine points behind us, but they would go to eight, because it's almost as it is. But I would argue, with everybody under Livingston, we almost have an extra point because of our goal difference. Yes, that's fair. I... Look, my, my I say point, this my, just before we get an absolute fucking hiding off Rangers and it kills the goal difference completely. But that's what—that's kind of what I was alluding to. Like, I—I I thought the third was good to go, but I, I think this is sort of a gentle reminder that it's far from finished. Really? Yeah, I think so. We've, I think we've, so. We're still—we're still, you know, the perceived favourites amongst many to finish third again, and that would be fantastic. But I, I think this is a nice little wake-up call whereby. Yeah, we weren't at our best. Still came away with a point at a tricky venue against a tricky opponent. And it, it, it's one of those games where we'll gladly forget about it, it so long as we pick up the points that we're expected to and go on and cement a third-place finish yet again. And I will say, end kind of January on a positive note. That A lot of people were saying this last night on Twitter. That's us now played six games. We've won four, drawn two kept five out of six clean sheets and the only game we didn't keep a clean sheet in it was a deflected set piece we haven't conceded from six in open play Xander Clark is I don't think anybody could have expected them to come in and be this good coming in that is obviously helped by a defence that just seems to be transformed now that they have settlement within it that six game run includes two derby batterings biggest result against Aberdeen in their history it's been a fantastic month and one that I don't think really anybody could have predicted it would be this good. No, you, you could argue since the World Cup break, it's been brilliant. I yeah. mean, Aberdeen were sat in third looking comfortable. And what were we them. four points behind them before when the World Cup split I wanna, ended? I want to say four or five, but yeah. I'm not 100%. But again, like we've been simultaneously very good and lucky that Aberdeen have nosedived in the way that they have to then bypass them and look as now as though we're going to kick on. I just hope that we can continue to grind out wins even when not our best, as opposed to just these points. But I, I don't know. I mean, considering one goal this year, unbeaten this year, albeit our next fixture is uh, is a good test. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll reassess. I think come come next week because we've got a good chance to to right the wrongs of you know a, a tough midweek match uh, at the weekend when we host Dundee United at Tynecastle as well I have just seen there uh, Hibs have taken the lead it's really you but the more interesting point is that Kevin Nisbet's had to come off after pulling up oh really and Harry, Harry McCurdy has replaced them so as it currently stands Ooh. Hibs are 1-0 up against Ross County but had Hibs still in that to be fair that's annoying as we said, we are recording this on deadline day, and I think as every Hearts fan expected, as, as we currently sit here with four hours left, there's been no news, according to Barry Anderson, 
There will be no ins or outs, interestingly. So next week, we're going to cover the January window as a whole and how it is. But we wanted to quickly touch on the fact that we have actually let people go. They're all youngsters. They are Ewan Henderson has went to Queen's Park, who now seems to be the replacement for Simon Murray <laughs> for the Spiders Championship title push. Uh, Connor Smith has went to the other side of the table as he has joined Hamilton Ackes, uh, much like his brother did. And then finally, Scott McGill's went to the middle ground of the championship as he's joined Wraith. Now, you might disagree with this, but I would say I think that is the end of two out of those three careers at Hearts. You're going to say Ewan Henderson and Connor Smith. Yes. I actually do agree with that, sadly. How do you f- so sadly, how do you feel about that? Sadly, because I just I just I can't help but notice, right, that everything's going so well on the park. We recruit young players really well, but this has been a recurring issue at Hearts for a good wee while that we can't seem to bring through our own, really. Which is which is quite, the only real exception in that time. Which is sad. Like, I, I think we're kind of, I don't know, we're obviously getting older, we're maturing, and we're, we're sort of appreciating every little facet of football, right? To me, there must be no greater thing than growing up a Hearts fan and getting that opportunity to run out at a packed-out time castle, playing for the club that we'd all kill to, you know, play five minutes for. That must just be the most unbelievable feeling, and yet young boys aren't given the chance. I don't know what the, what the correct solution is, because obviously now we've got the B team competing in the Lowland League. If you were to ask me personally, I would much rather they be given the experience at clubs that we sort of built up, kind of like an affiliate mm-hmm. link with. So okay. say your Spartans initially at that Lowland League level your FC Edinburgh's at League One to kind of, I don't know, beef them up a bit. I mean, we've we've had success in saying that through, you know, Wraith Rovers take players on loan from us and have done all the time. You could probably build a, an 11 that have gone on loan <laughs> from Hearts to Wraith. So I don't see why we haven't set up kind of these pathways. Why, like, I, I don't know. This might just be a, a podcast for a totally another time, but it does... It does really irk me that Hearts seem can't seem to produce their own and sort of mould them into becoming established players for the football club. But like, has anybody got the correct solution? I, I I don't know. I don't know what you would do. It is interesting because I agree with that. I think our we've just not been getting the quality out of it that the club of our size should. As I say, apart from the thirteen fourteen slash fourteen fifteen team, which was very different, it had to. It had to suddenly be the starting eleven, yeah, and that it was, helped. That was with our hands tied behind our back. Yeah, and it did create your Pattersons, your Robinsons, your Holt, your Walker, Nicholson, Kings. That they were successes uh, to some more than others. Um, but since then, you'd probably say the two are Aaron Hickey, and to a much lesser extent now, but it looked like it was going to be higher. Harry Cochran. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of it, and even there, but even there, Harry Cochran isn't a success from the academy. He had a brief; he was he burned very brightly, but very quickly. And, yeah, and, you, and for then, example, Ewan Henderson, though. Well, now, now he's Henderson's at a lesser level than chance. the three players that you've just mentioned, who have been clinging on to you know deals at yeah. Hearts for for the past few years. And I said that with Ewan Henderson, 
I have no ill will, but it is like he's he's just not up to the level that we need to be. No. Connor Smith is potentially that question mark where he's never really let himself down in a hard shirt. It's just it's never... just a lack of featuring, really, isn't it? Yeah, and I think he'd do well. At a... I actually think the move for Connor Smith isn't a great one. I don't know how good I'm, I'm surprised is for him. Queen's Park didn't go back in for him because I'm convinced that he won their player he or won, young player of the year. He won young player of the year. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, I get the Scott McGill move because obviously he's worked with Ian Murray at yeah. Airdrie before. Yeah. That makes sense. Albeit it's just a, a higher level and what have you. Uh, but the Ewan Henderson ones, yeah, that, he's going to have to hit the ground running quickly to appease these uh, these Queen's Park fans that are obviously raging that Simon Murray's now gone to uh, the county. <laughs> Because he, he's, he's top scorer in the championship, Simon Murray, or he was, yes. wasn't he? So, yes. you know, it's, it's big uh, big boots to fill. Um, so, uh, do you know what? Good luck to him. I mean, if the, like it, it probably is the end of, of two or three. Scott McGill is somebody that we should be keeping an eye on, given that, like I said, yeah. really impressed yeah. at Airdrie. Now it's going to be interesting to see if he can cut it at, at championship level. Uh, but but the, the other two, I think, uh, I think it's only a matter of time, yeah. Which is which is a shame. I just saw there. Simon Murray has played twenty two, scored fifteen, got six assists. Very impressive. He's on fire. D- Depo Akinyemi as well. Everybody's ranting and raving about him. Yeah. Down down here, but exact same still, stats. Yeah, uh, and he started the season like a train. I I had heard through the grapevine that had Kevin Nisbet moved on in this window. Obviously, now it doesn't look like it's going to happen. But had Kevin Nisbet moved on, the air were. Uh, sorry that Hibs were lining up Big Dippo as a as a Nisbet replacement, which would have been which would have been interesting. He'd have been getting unfollowed on all the socials from me, that's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. Well, we move on from the youngsters to the first team. As we've got a very big couple of days ahead of us, as two back to back home games. One is midweek, as you're listening to this on the day of release. One's on Saturday, but first is the bigger one: Rangers travel to Tynecastle to play as we've heard from Michael Beale yesterday the actual third biggest team in Scotland which is terrifying considering he seems to be a wizard and put a hex on Aberdeen so now you can expect everything to go disastrously wrong and we'll finish sixth I told you lot, far from finished this is it <laughs> strap yourselves in now how how are you feeling ahead of this there's rumours I've seen all today that they're going to start both Trolak and Morelos up front that scares I me. I can't see that. I can't see either, but it's just been on the grapevine. Is there any... So, the assumption is we're probably not going to have Devlin or Smith. So it's going to be Atkinson starting at right wing back and either Keo or Grant with Snodgrass. You surely have to play Grant in that system. You can't have a midfield to a Keogh I think it'll be Grant. Um, and given his Livingston performance as well. The Smith one I didn't know about because I'd accounted for uh, Devlin missing out. But I agree with you. I think he'll go Clark, uh, Hill back, yeah? James Hill and Andy Halliday are both back for the game. Hill, Civic, Rolls, uh, Cochrane, Snodgrass, Grant, Atkinson over the middle, uh, Gino, Mackay, Shankland. I'll be, I also I'll think be, that'll be I think that's, I think that's pretty, pretty standard. Um, which again, five changes... Or four or five from that again. I don't know. Um, do you know what? The, the recent performances at, at Tynecastle 
I was going to say at Tynecastle and Ibrox, but primarily Tynecastle against Rangers have really irked me. I, I don't think we should have anything to fear, really, if I'm honest. But they will go into the game as favourites. They're obviously under very good form under Michael Beale. They've only dropped the two points, which, of course, was that old form game. Um, what is it? Eight wins from nine or nine wins from ten or something like that? I was that. about to say, I'm surprised you say we've got nothing to fear when Beale is like unbeaten and they've but, done very well. Under but there's, I know but, what you mean, though. Yeah, Your general they're, point. Yeah. They're, they're still in transition to me yeah. like it, the, what's scary is he's getting these results with the squad that's not his I know he's worked with the majority yeah. of them before but obviously he's brought in Cantwell he's brought in Raskin but at Tynecastle I'd like to think that we're a good enough side that we can give anybody a game McIver it's, it, all, it all depends on which hearts turn up if it's the well, hearts you've Celtic that, a game uh, well exactly and, and everybody's talking about how Celtic are supposedly streets ahead of Rangers so there's no reason why we why we can't give Rangers a good game Will we? I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> I, the big question. I, I, I don't know because I, I just think there is something about Rangers that we've just not laid a glove on them since Halkett's equaliser Ibrox and that was yonks ago. That feels like it was a lifetime ago. Yeah. I want a score prediction. Have we even, actually, have we even scored against Rangers since then? I don't think we have. That might be a quiz question, so let's see what happens. Okay, come on. Uh, 2-0 Rangers. <laughs> I'll just fill it up to high heaven, but I'm not confident. I'm, I, I just, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd like to think they will lay a glove on them, but I'm just I'm just viewing it like, I don't get your hopes up, because you're only going to get disappointed. So if yeah. I go in negatively, then it can only get better. Otherwise, it's bang on. Well, currently, me predicting draws has meant we've went unbeaten. So I'm going to go nil-nil. Nice. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Jesus, this um, must be the first time ever that you've predicted a more positive outcome a more, than me. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. God, we are definitely... We're either battering them or getting battered. <laughs> getting battered, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, on Saturday, we play Dundee United, the fixture that I now look forward to most because every oh, game is be amazing. <laughs> However... We always seem to have really bad injuries whenever we play Dundee United. <laughs> so let's well, avoid at ta- that. At it's mainly it's at Tannadice. Yeah. it's not the case at Tynecastle. I assume you're picking almost an identical team with the caveat that Smith and Devlin are potentially back. For that, what's your score prediction for that one? Um, 5-4. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm going to go 4 all. So let's <laughs> see what happens. No, I'll say... I'll go 3-1 hearts. Fair <laughs> enough. I'm going Com- for all. Confident. I, 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 don't, I don't see why we can't. I mean, what did we beat them? 4-1 earlier at Tynecastle? Yeah. And was it 2-0? Two, 2-0. Two each up there, yeah. Christmas yeah. Eve. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I was there. That. Yeah, that was, that was dreadful. Yeah. Um, Before we move on to the quiz, though, nice. we do have the Scottish Cup draw you mentioned. Because that I just, just... Yeah, that I just conveniently forgot last week. I was too busy. We were too excited. Yeah, 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 exactly. Sorry, we too sorry excited. guys. Sorry. So, I'll just read through the full draw. Okay. Okay, speak about it. Celtic are at home to St Mirren. Cove or Ayr are at home to Elgin or Drumchapel United. Darvel, no, yeah, Darvel are at home to Falkirk. Yeah, this I was going to say, was this Aberdeen or Darvel? <laughs> yeah, it says Darvel. This is on the official SFA website. They've oh, not updated it. Imagine, imagine <laughs> that they've not updated that. Shock horror. When you said Elgin or Drumchapel, I'm pretty sure Elgin went through. What was the other one right. you said? Cove and Ayr. Who won? Are playing tonight, I think. Uh, okay. and it's currently 1-0 to the Honest Men up at Cove 
after they won five nil last Friday night. Yeah, it's not going well for Paul yeah. Hartley on his return. I've got to say, nah, which is a shame. It's not at all. Dundee United are at home to Kelly. Did Linlithgow and Wraith play? Uh, yeah, Rovers won two nil. Right, play Motherwell. <laughs> Did Inverness and Queens Park play? Uh, no, they're playing tonight. Currently nil nil. <laughs> right, Livingston will play one of them. Rangers are at home a party thistle and then the draw that matters to us we are away at Hamilton this is all I'll say I sat down and watched the draw and before it I went please give us Hamilton and we got <laughs> Hamilton I would have liked it to have been at Tiny but as draws go you can't really complain about getting the bottom placed second tier side no no I think that was that was as good as we could have got I mean Darvel at Tynecastle would have been interesting or no, Falk, wouldn't. Or Falkirk no. at Castle. Do not want no, Darvel. At, at <laughs> Castle, we do, though. No, we would. Uh, Auchinleck Talbot, 1 0. Yeah, if it's smashed Auchinleck 5 0 under Robbie, true. that's fine. Come on. True. Aye. No, uh, yeah, I was I was actually hoping for Falkirk at Castle for some reason. Don't know why. Just because just I think they're like the lowest ranked league club left still. Is that right? Yeah, it is. Aye. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously Darvel being the only non league. Oh, Darvel no, amongst all that. Oh, and Elgin, sorry. Aye. I, I certainly wouldn't fancy a trip up to Elgin. <laughs> no, Jesus, that. God. You're all no, right on a Friday yeah, night. You're all right. Uh, Aki's right. <laughs> away on a Friday night will do. <laughs> Albeit yeah, exactly. their ground. Like, unless you, so if, you get the, if you get the stand behind the goal, you're all right. That's all right. If you're in the shed on the side, Jesus wept. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. not been to Aki since what? We beat them. Was it 4-1 under Levine, the opening day? And then we went top of the league. Callahan scored? No, it was... Um, no, that was the season before we beat them 2-1. It was Haring. Stephen McLean scored a good goal that Did day. Did Naismith score? Naismith. And... Was it Haring Brace? I think it was Haring Brace. Haring got two, I think, aye. Yeah. Aye, Haring yeah. Brace, Naismith, McLean, aye. Yeah, good um, day out. So, yeah. We'll obviously preview that next episodes that it actually is related to. So... We do apologise for missing it. We were just too excited that, about the situation. That's, a, that's entirely my fault, gang. I, I do apologise. You know what I'm like. I'm, I'm extreme highs, devastated lows. <laughs> You've seen it in the exactly. past two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> this has been absolutely dire. Exactly. But last well, week I was loving life. So, so there you go. Hopefully, this isn't dire. The quiz. Oh God, I'm definitely right. not going to be living life here. <laughs> here we go. Right. Question number one. We of course have true or false. A couple of normal ones. A multiple choice. And who am I? Oh, you're not so, with the true or false. Oh, no, 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 right, okay. no. True or false is later. Much oh, later. We're starting this. with the first question. And in trip, in typical Daniel fashion, where apparently mm. the quizzes are random, with the Oscar nominees out this past week, which film that has been nominated, which features a best lead actor, features a character regularly throughout the film wearing the 98-99 Hearts home top? <laughs> I actually thought I saw somebody mention this on Twitter. But it's I'm, been all over Twitter. But I've got no idea. I've seen the film called. as well. Why do I feel like it was called like Shogun or something? I've got no idea what's called. Is that your guess? I don't know what's called. Oh, can you give me like a couple options? Eh, uh, I can, can give try me. Like, me. A, can you give me like a clue? Come on, I've not got a lot to work with. Hold you. on, hold on. Or who was the actor? Yes, I'll do that. Right. Oh, I don't know why I don't know why I said that. Unless it's like Stephen Graham it's or Paul something. Paul Mescal, the Irish man. 
And he's wearing a heart stop. No, he's not. Oh, he's yeah, not. I can tell you the actual character who is is uh, Frankie Corio, who plays Sophie in the film. No idea. No idea. Pass. <laughs> it is After Sun. Sophie, the wee girl, is it? It's a fantastic I'll, film. I'll I check it as out. Well. It's it's excellent. The director is a Scottish woman whose name I can't remember. Charlotte Wells, who her dad's side of the family's Hearts fans, mum's side of the family is Hibs fans. She's not into football, but she went all the maroon works in the cinematography. Yes, I'll get that. I love that. <laughs> so oh Christ, Hibs have got many a film reference. Just watch Trade yeah. Spotting. Exactly, exactly. Right back to traditional Sorry. football questions. Honestly, what chance have you got? So, the draw against Livingston at the weekend meant Hearts are now unbeaten in 10 games. But, when was the last time we did that? Is it A, last season? Is it B, the championship season? Is it C, the eighteen nineteen season, where we were really good up until Naismith's knee exploded? Or D, the seventeen eighteen season? So when was the last Ooh. time we went unbeaten in 10? I will say at least 10. It can, it can go more than that. Oof. See, my memory's not great with regards to the 17 and 18 and 18 19. But I'm fairly confident that that was around the time where we set the clean sheet record. Right. So there's a part of me that thinks it might be the 17 18 season under Levine, but is it as recent as that? No, it's got to be the championship. Ten unbeaten. I'm going to go championship. So, you're incorrect, but on a technicality. Because uh, we've done it more recently than that. Because that the, the championship season is correct. We did go more than ten games unbeaten. But we last did it last year. Really? Our, open, our opening 12 games of the league campaign we didn't lose there was a lot of draws we drew 7 but did we? yep Jesus alright oh, enough because we went to Ibrox in about October and we were still unbeaten yep. weren't we that kept it alive and then was it done tell drew you, a Dundee the following week I will tell you right now so who, in, league, who ended it was it Aberdeen last season it was Aberdeen Two last one. season Suter yeah. had that penalty that's right and got, got sent beat. off yeah so right. beat Celtic 2-1 opening day then went to St yeah. Mirren Andy Haldy scored two, that Breaker and Boyce 2-1 drew with Aberdeen at home beat Dundee United 2-0 away yeah first Edinburgh Derby that was the day I moved down here can you remember what the first Edinburgh Derby score was 0-0 uh, it was Matt Macy and Craig Gordon were just really really good we then Drew two all Ross County. I think Stephen Kingsley scored a free kick away up at Oh, that's right. Did we go one 0 yeah. up? They went two one down and got back. Potentially, to yeah. yeah. I think that's right. Uh, we then had back to back home wins against Livingston and Motherwell. Uh, Alex Cochrane, I remember scored in that. Uh, and then we had three draws in the bounce away Rangers, a, Rangers Bundy, and St Johnston. Oh, the one each Gino. Yep, remember that. Oh, yeah, fair enough. I, d- I didn't think it was as many as that. That's all right. No, fair point. Fair point. Nice. Right. You kind of referenced it earlier. Who was the last Hearts player to score against Rangers? Craig Halkett. Incorrect. It oh. was Peter Haring on the oh last game God, when we played 3-1. Rangers B, oh. basically. I can't believe you just wrote me in like that. 
Ja, sen gör det We went one 0 up in that game. That was so a great opening time. And then their kids just rang yep. round us. Yes, oh, they did. God, what a time to be alive! Oh, I can't believe I, I've obviously just conveniently forgot about that game. I love the confidence memory. of which he said oh. Craig Halkett as well. Dear God. Right, you're zero oh, for three. Come God. on, true or false? That's you can get shot. this. No, I can't. I, I always you. get these wrong. Right. It's another donut, man. What chance have you got when you're asking questions about After Sun? It's a joke. Honestly, somebody make up a quiz for Makaio and send it to him on Twitter each week. In fairness, I've then asked you two questions about last year and you got them <laughs> both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. Yeah. Ah, that's right. annoying. True or false? Garan Kuyol. Oh, God. Is was born in for... Egypt. <laughs> no. <laughs> True or false, Garan Kuyol is nominated for the Puskas Award. That's got to be false. He's finally got one. Yes. But. Was it a teammate of his, though? His brother is. Oh, really? Alu Kuyol. Yep, oh. he's nominated. Who does he play for? Uh, there's a question. <laughs> Sorry, just just figured that we drag out some time here. I want to, I want to know all. About he plays for Stuttgart. Oh, he nice. didn't do it. He didn't do it for Stuttgart. He did it for another team. Oh no! It's, it it was in Australia under twenty threes. Oh, nice. So oh, yeah, there he is. Like right. Yeah, he was yeah. on the bench tonight for uh, Stuttgart as they won two one at Paderborn, keeping the old uh, the old coupe alive. You got to love it. Love that. In right. Deutscher Pokal. Who am I? Right. Daniel McIver. Yeah. He's done it! Two for five! <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That was too perfect. It's great. It's just excellent part. That's what t- everyone's <laughs> here for. <laughs> you can tell that we're struggling to drag it out this week. Yeah. I do apologise. Right. <laughs> Fuck's <laughs> I don't That's even know shocker. how to pronounce this first thing properly, but I think I do. Oh, right, so God almighty. Here we go. Here's the clues. Uh-huh. I came through La Fabrica, Real Madrid's academy. <laughs> I have only played in Spain and Scotland, but played for over 17 clubs in the two nations. When joining Hearts, the Hearts manager compared me to one of the best players in the league at that time. I scored a goal to knock Hearts out of the League Cup and I had really cool hair. Who am I? <laughs> I had really cool hair. Yeah. In my opinion, at least. 17 clubs? Yep. Right, think about your questions wisely here. I've given you. I think I've given you quite a lot of you help have, in the but, but in not, the but not, like, Nothing's coming here. Yeah. Spain and Scotland, right? It's, it's wrong to just assume that they're Spanish. So I kind of want to ask what nationality they are, but I'm not going to do that yet. What I want to know first and foremost is when did they play for Hearts? That's a good starting point. They played for Hearts between 2004 and 2005. Oh God. Jesus, now you're testing me. Oh, 4 or 5. Yep. 
So little six or seven year old Adam would have been watching on. <laughs> yep. At this Joker. Whoever the hell they are. 17 clubs. Yep. Is really throwing me off. Do I ask what nationality they are? I don't want to race into using my questions though. It's playing it tactically. Oh, it's a new it's a new God, way of playing no, for but Adam. I, but I think I <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to though because, like, like I say, nobody's nobody's popping out of me. That's a tricky time frame as well. Oh four, oh five. Because mm-hmm. I was a young whippersnapper then. You were as intelligent. <laughs> Cheeky bastard. <laughs> Probably more intelligent then. I mean, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, oh god. Yeah, what nationality were they, MacIver? I don't know. The individual in question was Spanish. They were Spanish. Spanish 0405. Oh god. He's used both his questions. I know and and nothing's like nothing's arriving in my little skull. Or my big skull. Big skull, no much in it. (laughs) My big empty skull. Have you got any names in your head at all? None. None at all. That is shocking. I'm trying to think of like a Fernandez. Or like one of these. Like, <laughs> Just stereotypical yeah, Spanish like, one names. One of these like generic names. <laughs> no idea. I will say, this, is, this isn't a clue. Uh, a Hearts fan I work with, I was actually coming up with this speaking to them. And as soon as I gave them the clue of I scored a goal to knock Hearts out of the League Cup, they got it. Knock Hearts out of the League Cup. Oh, but I've used all my questions. He has. He has. <laughs> I was going to say, was that prior to or after joining Hearts? Who knows? Oh, no, we don't get no, Me. I know everything about this guy. With cool hair. Spanish cool hair. I think it's cool. So it probably isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That's why I'm interested to hear how hard our listeners think it is, because the only person I've case-tested this against got it without asking any questions. They just got it on the clues. So I panicked going... Hold on a second. How old was the person that you asked? 35. Yeah, there you go. So they... Yeah. Yeah, so (laughs) they'd been like 16. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Spanish... Hearts, 0405. 17 clubs. Came through Real Madrid's academy. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. When he joined Hearts, his manager compared him to one of the best players in the league at that time. Who would have been good in 0405? In the league, generally. I can't remember anything about 0405. <laughs> Why? Like, this was the season before we won the cup, and for some reason it's just... Who was in that cup winning team? No Spaniards were in that cup winning team, were they? I don't believe so. No. Who did no, we get knocked not. out the League Cup by that season? 
Why, why, why have I not gone back to like brush up on this? See, it's poor from you. That's it what is. we can glean from this. It is poor. I, I need, I need to study earlier on. Like, you do. I need to study from like O two to like two thousand six. Jesus. Right, you're running out of time. I'm here. running out of time, and I've got nobody that's coming into my head, mate. Just see Ripping Palace Wales again. Never. That guy is just haunting me. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, don't, I, I, I honestly don't know. David Fernandez. No idea. Just making up a random name. I'll say this, right? I would have given you if you got just the last name. Was it Fernandez? I would, it's not. <laughs> but I genuinely would have. It was Ramon Pereira. Was he Spanish, was he? He was Spanish. And I'll I explain... Portuguese. I'll explain the clubs. So, oh, here annoying. are the clubs that he played for. Right. He came through at Real Madrid. Atletico Madrid B. Merida. Ikeja. Ponferradina. Getafe. Jerez. Ponferradina. Logrones. Wraith Rovers. Hearts. <laughs> Livingston. Ponferradina. He knocked us Lester. out with Livy, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He did indeed. It's coming back to me. That's fucking annoying. Huesca, Atletico Ballet, Ballet, Balleres, Jerez <laughs> Industrial, and Las Rosas. So they're these teams. When joining Hearts by Magic and Petimo, one of the best players in the league at the time. Basically, this is what his Wikipedia says. After scoring regularly in Kirkcaldy, he joined Heart of Midlothian on a one year deal. Manager Craig Levine likened them to Nacho Novo, another attacker. That's funny. Natural was in my head kicking about that because he's he signed for Wraith and Dundee then went on to Rangers, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Another attacker who went through the Spanish lower leagues to the SPL via Wraith. Uh, And then, yes, the goal that he scored was for Livingston. Livingston. Um, 21st of September 2005, he finished Derek Adams' cross to score the only goal. And we were again. I remember when Derek Adams was a manager up here. Again. He was a player. Speaking about unbeaten, we were unbeaten up until that point before we wow. got knocked out by him. And yeah, Ramon Pereira, if you Google him and you see the photo of him in the hearts top, he has really cool hair. I honestly thought he was Portuguese, so that's wrong nationality for me. It's pure. So did I. Oh, when I first searched him, I was like, we've got a Spaniard in the 0405 team. And I was like, oh, it's Ramon oh, Pereira, man. someone who I thought was Portuguese. Oh, well. You got one out of five. Hey, listen, a true or false? <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. I know, that's a dumb, I know. That that's is a, a big win dumb as far you. as I'm concerned. We, we take those. We move. There's a huge, huge moment as next week, if I get the Who Am I, it'll be the first of us to get the double figures correct. Uh, as it currently stands, it's 9-5. I know. I'm worried. I man. was thinking, can I pull this back to 9-6? Of course I can't. <laughs> I'm just en- just entering this in the same mindset that I'm going into Wednesday night just hoping that they'll prove me wrong but of course I didn't prove myself wrong yeah hopefully it's a wee bit reversed but we hope you did enjoy this episode especially because we tried our best I'm I'm very impressed with us that we got to an hour I'm delighted with us you did well mate you did very well and so did you with your rants I'm, I'm fully well, on board with them Thanks. Much better than the quiz. I, why? Why did I put How forward the you? idea of a quiz? Like that was a terrible. That was a. You'd be loving it if you were winning. I know that was a simultaneously tremendous and terrible shout from me. I've been all for it, all for it. But 
if you've been all for it and have enjoyed it, please let us know. If you liked it via a podcast platform, leave us a review on that. It massively helps. If you've been watching on YouTube, please leave a like, comment, and subscribe. That's hugely beneficial. We're at Perth to Paisley on all forms of social media. Perth to Paisley at gmail.com if you want to fire us over an email as well. Adam, where can they get you on social media? Uh, they can get me slowing and simultaneously praising the quiz uh, at Adam T. Kendall. What about yourself, mate? I'm at dmcaver22. We'll be back next week to discuss the Rangers fallout, transfer deadline day fallout, Dundee United fallout, anything else. Adam, as usual, has loads of stuff to talk about when he's the host. But we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Come on,